0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the On Fire B2B podcast where we take business owners and CEOs in the B2B space. Six questions in nine minutes because the best know how to be concise and when to end. So with that first question for our guest today in a couple of sentences tell us who you are and what you do.
1: April, thanks for having me on this program. I'm truly honored, I'm tickled pink or blue, either way. My name's Christian Hufele and I'm saying my last name the way they say it in my native language. I'm German by passport, I'm American by choice, and I am a Bavarian at heart, that matters to those of you who know a little bit about Germany. I am a consultant, people call me the culture guy. We work with our clients to help them mitigate the risks and the variables of crossing cultures for business. So global business is full of tripwires and, and obstacles. Many of them have to do with culture and we help our clients to remove them or as one of our clients once said, we're the aspirin to their cultural headache.
0: Fantastic. Love it there. Question number two, what's the best thing about working with businesses?
1: Well, um, th- there's a good thing and a bad thing about it. W- when you work with businesses, you get business in bulk because in our industry, we supply the entire workforce of our clients, of our client companies. Now, that's great to win one if you lose one of those clients or if that client matures and the project is finished and they decide to move on. Then, obviously, a big chunk of of the annual revenue moves away with that. I think what I like about working with businesses is that we speak the same language. So, so we're typically the business partners that we interact with, those who become our clients or who sign off on the contracts, they are typically entrepreneurially minded, or they have some kind of ownership, whether that's equity or just mindset ownership in the company. And they understand that we provide a value that supports their organization.
0: Fantastic! Love it there. Love it there. Great, uh, great comments there. Question number three: I'm hearing from other top executives and business owners that using quotes from clients dramatically increases conversions and sales
1: happens to me all the time. I think our clients find us because of peer referral. So every time a happy client states that they're happy with the service that we provide for them, that toots our horn. It's third-party validation. So I don't have to tell people how great I am. I'll have happy clients tell the marketplace how beneficial our services were to the uh, to them. So I think that's the peer referral is is the best form of marketing in our industry and i think in any industry that serves a b2b client it is it's basically the calling card the permission to enter the building and if you if if people don't know and like and trust you they won't spend their money with you so what better way to get known and liked and trusted if somebody else vouches for you and does the messaging for you so i'm i'm a big fan of that marketing method
0: Fantastic. And I agree. What advice would uh, you give, question number four, to other companies working in the B2B industry?
1: Well, first of all, know your client, know who your avatar is, because you may be serving one industry vertical, you may be serving a variety of them. In our case, we are vertical agnostics as so, they so were industry agnostic our clients come from automotive from chemical engineering from pharmaceutical from fast moving consumer goods so it, it runs the gamut so know who your client is and who their markets are if i don't know my client's market and their customers how am i gonna be able to provide a service to them so do your homework it's maybe a little bit more homework than you would do if you were in a b2c environment where you're serving your your clients immediately without an intermediary so to say Uh, we serve a multitude of businesses who have different clientele so if i work with a automotive manufacturer i need to understand the car market however if i work with let's say a jewelry company which we've done in the past i need to understand who their markets are before i can work with their team members so knowing who your client is i think is in any business whether it's b2b or b2c is indicative of of, of your homework however i think in the b2b world that that spectrum of homework that you need to do gets a bit wider so it's, it's not only know the client that you're serving know their customers and that that is an added layer of complexity and then what what was a struggle for me in the beginning when we started our company is finding the right counterpart finding the right person to talk to at the client company is it in in our case i was told initially well you got to be in good standing with human resources, because a lot of the work that we do is often anchored with a human resources function in the company or maybe organizational development or maybe learning and development, whatever uh, niche or whatever silo a company carves out for, for that type of work. And that is true. Oftentimes that, the, those, those specialists in our client companies are the people that we need to talk to more and more I recognize they may not be the only decision makers in the organization. So I need to develop multiple relationships across organizational silos in the companies that we serve. So that starts at C-suite. If I don't, if I don't talk to C-suite, most likely the relationship with my B2B client will be transactional. It will happen maybe once or twice. And then as they check their boxes, I'm out the door. However, as I develop a relationship with the C-level executives at my B2B client company, then I, I don't want to say I embed myself. However, I, I get to make a, a more strategic relationship. I get to create um, a relationship that involves our services in multiple conversations around the executive board table in that client company. So, obviously that is not something you can do immediately. I think depending on the industry you're serving and depending on your company's standing in the industry, it may take a while until you get permission to go to that floor of the company or the the client company. However, I think it should be, anyone who's working in the B2B world should put this on their to-do list or to-achieve list, not to-do, to-achieve list develop a relationship with a C-suite in your client organizations, because like it or not, this is where the decision-making authority is. This is where the budgetary authorities are. And the, the better you can understand their way of thinking, the better you can maybe target and tailor your services to this specific client. Case in point, Most of our clients, they don't get a package solution. It's not like I grab something from the shelf and it's cookie cutter the same for you as it is for them. We need to be thinking on our feet, how do we tailor our service portfolio to client A or to client B? So develop a C-suite relationship probably is my biggest advice after you've entered the building at whatever level or whatever door you walked into in the first place, find the elevator that takes you to the C-level and start uh, developing relationships there.
0: Very good. Fantastic advice. We have about 30 seconds left. I'm curious what other top CEOs and business owners in the B2B industry like yourself would have to on this
1: Jesse S- Raul at Aperian Global that I would recommend. Um, my dear colleague and co-conspirator, Brett Perry, uh, who is in the similar industry, would be someone I'd like to recommend. The people at IR Global Services are great. Uh, Stefan Henkel at Globiana. Elena Mosco, same company. So th- those are some of, some of the people that I interact with frequently who delve in the same space in the B2B role that I would highly recommend for this program.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. We are right on time. I want to hear about your first sale in our after meeting, uh, but I will say you did it. Six questions or at least five questions in nine minutes because the best Christians know how to be concise and and when to end. So with that, uh, how can people connect with you after the podcast? See your website real quick.
1: You go to theculturemastery.com, theculturemastery.com. Don't forget the the. And from there, you'll find all the social media outlets we have as well. But First start there, theculturemastery.com.
0: Fantastic. Enjoyed having you on the podcast, Christian. And remember, Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Don't stop believing. For those that are listening and watching the podcast, be sure to check out other episodes of the On Fire B2B podcast. This is April Renee. Create a terrific day.